actually in here? Who's driving? Oh my god, Bear is driving. How can that be? Car full of midgets. Korean Animation Studio. Welcome to episode 79 of the Geek Generation. 79. <laughs> One away from 80. <laughs> it's always the next milestone with it you. Is. It always is. Can I have something to look forward to? <laughs> or you could look forward to how great a show this will be. This is going to be the best show ever. Ever. Of all time. Ever. This is it. Until next week. Yeah. Then that will be the that best show be the ever. Best. <laughs> Which is great. Every week we up the ante. At least we tell ourselves that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike Volvi's here. Brian's over the Skype, as you can hear, I'm sure. <laughs> if you can't, then I don't know what you're listening to. Uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. It was a few weeks Woo. ago, but we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Obviously, you guys heard the flick chart stuff from last week, which I got a lot of good feedback on, actually. Oh, good. People Very enjoyed cool. that we did something a little different and that we gave them something new, even though. Oh, well, we've got plenty of stuff in the bag to do. Yes, we do. They thought that was good. They've heard nothing. <laughs> You're hyping us up way too much. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of pressure here to live up to these expectations. We can do it. We're going to fail. Not sure. No, we won't. <laughs> All right. So WrestleMania, um, Mike and I watched the show. Yep. But Brian had a unique experience in that. You actually went. Yes, I was there live. I was there for the entire uh, WrestleMania weekend in Miami, which was quite the experience. Yeah, and I am very curious as to like what that behind the scenes uh, WrestleMania access experience is really like. Yeah, it's it's so I went. I just went to the Saturday uh, afternoon access. I couldn't do more than one day because I would have gone insane. But, How many days was um, it? What was that? How many days do they do access? Is they it like do, three days? Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they do it so, Sunday all the way up to before WrestleMania starts. Exactly. They even do it during the Hall of Fame. So if you don't go oh. to the people who oh want to go God. to the Hall of Fame can go to Access. Cool. It's, Are there any superstars available during the Hall of Fame? I would think they would all be there. Oh, they actually keep some there, but they're they're bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, hey, do you ever want to meet um some random person from like NXT or some random uh person that you know not no one's gonna really they're very very. Like no one that's no one anyone wants to meet really. That's how you but know no. where you stand. <laughs> I'd rather, much, I'd rather like be at access with the fans than sitting in an arena for the in a suit. That's true. <laughs> that's just me though. I'd rather be out with the fans. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, yeah. Access is really cool. Um, it's basically like a comic con, but basically just for WWE, and there's no mm. vendors or anything. But it's just like everything's free. Um, really? obviously with the exception of the food and the uh the merchandise for WWE. But right. there's like you know autograph signings there's uh, a, a, a ring set up where you can um pretend you're you know climbing for money in the bank they have oh, uh, yeah, i saw really? the pictures oh, for that cool. yeah, yeah. That cool. did you do the entrance way thing they had yes. a, that thing set up where you can come out through the yes. wrestlemania like stage it looked like it had a weird frame rate it did it it, it they the way they did it it's like it, it i don't know why it's like it a webcam <laughs> yeah it's like all right um, I wanted to come on to CM Punk, but the problem was we waited until the very last minute to do it. It's like, yeah. you're going as a group, and I'm just like, oh. And so we ended up having to come out to the Triple H theme all But you together. really should have come uh. out to this. That would have been great, Brian. <laughs> no did you, did you see A-Ry at all? 
No, no. They no. Had, the only options for the uh, entrance were uh, I forget who they were. They were very limited, but it was definitely not Alex. Riley. Alex Riley, uh, I don't even think was at Axis at any time yikes. that I saw. So, but so um, we didn't no, get the T Rye really... team going on. <laughs> too bad. So were the autographs free too? Yeah, everything's free. Wow. Um, it's the, I have to get you know put over how nice and open the superstars are to you know everyone from the little kids to the you know people with like special needs like everyone there is like super super nice all the way down the card like you know um you know uh, uh, primo and epico and rosa mendez who you wouldn't think is like you know a great people but like everyone is like super nice everyone is um it's just a really cool atmosphere it's just all hardcore wrestling fans and you know there's a lot of people but um you know they have all, for example, when I that was I was bleh, when I was there, they had uh, Shawn Michaels signing, Chris Jericho oh. signing, um, Kane, Mark Henry, mm-hmm. uh, The Miz. Uh, I'm getting an autograph know. from Kane. <laughs> I did. I know it's just funny though when yeah, you think is. about it. it like he's sitting weird. out there in the mask. When he shakes your hand, your hand disappears. Right. Well, it's like us sitting <laughs> so behind big. a table too, in the weird yeah. masks and everything. And it is awkward. Yeah. It's the monster but, uh, Kane. Let me sign an autograph for you. <laughs> oh, picture mm, smiling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have you know they had trivia games. They have all sorts of crazy stuff. So. You did one, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> you did the thing with Howard Finkel. I'll think the Fink. How, how'd you do? I guess you did well, right? I did very well, which was surprising. Basically, basically, they bring you up on this huge stage and they put a microphone in front of you with three other people, and you have a beeper and uh, a buzzer. I mean, and uh, basically, they ask you. Uh, ask questions and the first person to buzz in gets a point and first mm-hmm. to get five points wins and somehow I randomly won uh, the first oh. round and then so I got brought into the final round which was the most uh, hard round most hard round ever no um could you give so me the, like example do you remember any of the questions oh yeah yeah for, uh, I'm just curious for the, to know if I would even know the answers <laughs> all right I've only first, been watching since I was first, six yeah I definitely wouldn't know <laughs> the first round for example was like who was the first person to hold the WWE ECW and WCW championships oh okay so you would have gotten that one I didn't know <laughs> I know that who are the fir- who are the first two people to headline the in your house main event that uh, I don't pay- know that was before first my time first two people to headline the in your house main a uh, pay-per-view in 1995 the first ever in your house which was uh, Kevin Nash and Psycho Sid um who what hall of famer trained Triple H um Shawn Michaels no, oh wait no hall of famer Killer Kowalski yeah yeah um then they had really hard ones like um John Cena and Edge have a combined 34 world heavyweight championships which um which one of them has uh more world heavyweight championships oh my and God. it was a trick it was a trick question, though, because they didn't mean WWE championships. They meant World right. Heavyweight Championships. Right, yeah. And I was like, I have no fuck. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, but I made it through to the final round. And guess what my final edge. question was, which was absolutely ridiculous. What? So the, in the final round, they have, um, instead of you doing the way they did it, it was single, it's, it's an elimination style where they ask you a question and you give the answer. And then Howard Finkel either agrees with you or disagrees with you. And uh, he can also kind of like uh, he can also like you know play around and bluff and stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my question was, what was the name of Triple H's character in Blade Trinity? <laughs> oh, oh God! How was that a wrestling question? I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. 
that was just, so of course my friend uh, and fellow uh, writer for the site Mike Boyd knew the answer right after I got off the stage he's like oh it's Jacob Grimwood and I'm like what? how would you know that I know right I have the movie and my, I don't know my that. response would have been yeah. how is this related to wrestling yeah yeah well I mean so uh, I, I, yeah. it is vaguely but yeah. so what I did is uh they were nice the guy that announced the ring announcer for Raw was the guy hosting the final one mm. and he's just oh, like. Cool. He's like, hey, that's not really a wrestling question. I'm like, yeah, I don't know that I can answer that. So they gave me a second question, which was even harder, actually. Oh, in, in WrestleMania 3 in 1987, mm -hmm. what was the name of the midget that King Kong Bundy body splashed? Oh, my God. Oh, God. I remember that, but who knows? It was, I said Tiger Jackson because yeah. that name came into my head, but it wasn't. It was Little Beaver. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have no idea. The Little Beave. So now I'm now haunted by Little Beaver for the rest of my <laughs> life. That could be so many jokes right there. I know. It is. <laughs> I, I left myself open to it. <laughs> there are but, worse uh, things to be haunted by. You left by. yourself open to Little Beaver? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and, and it begins. And it begins. <laughs> Moving but, on. Uh, the winner would have gotten a replica $300 Ooh. you know, Winged Eagle Classic yep. Championship belt. Wow. Oh, I have that one. <laughs> it's All not, right, it's not the super replica. It's yeah. like the one below. So it's not real leather. Still, that was my uh, favorite uh, belt. That's pretty awesome. Mm. But I got a, a parting gift of a tote bag filled with some like random action figures. Oh, or something. cool! So That's it, cool. It was, some swag. Yeah, it was some cool swag, and it was an experience to be up there in front of everyone, and it's kind of embarrassing and kind of like nerve wracking. Yeah. So it was cool. How many people but, uh, yeah, were that, there? Access is just really cool. If I mean, if if you go to WrestleMania, it's sort of like something you need to check out. Yeah. How many people do you think were there? Oh, access. Yeah. Oh, man, just at my time from one to one in the afternoon to five, there's probably good. Uh, 30, uh, 15 to 20,000 people. In Jesus the, Christ. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. Did you get autographs? Oh, yeah. And, How long uh, did you have to wait in line? Yeah, that's the only problem is I didn't want to wait in line too uh, much. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just pick my poison and not. Because, I mean, if you wait in line, there's seriously like lines deep of like 200 people. It's a very like, Comic-Con yeah. mentality of kind of choose your battles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the, cool. the coolest thing is going through. You get to go like, go through Undertaker's graveyard where they have all his stuff set up. Oh, like, that looks cool. cool. Yeah, I saw yeah. the pictures from that. Yeah. So, but they, yeah, that was Access basically, and it was crazy because you have to Access ended at five, and then the Hall of Fame started at seven, and we had to basically go oh. from the Convention Center in Miami to yep. the the Miami Heat Arena. That's and, a nice arena, huh? Oh my God, it's uh, it's nice, but it's it's uh, wow, is everything expensive there? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like eight dollars for a hot dog. Yeah, and, well, yeah. welcome to South Beach. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, uh, once I have to say though, out of my actually no, second best part <coughs> of the week is Excuse the Hall of, Hall of Fame is just amazing. It's cool to see mm -hmm. all the you know wrestlers and their families, and you get to see everyone come in, you know, and you get to see. I we actually saw people coming in out of their cars and stuff, and yep. and saw them leave, and it's just a once in a lifetime type thing, and uh, it's it's just really really cool. Obviously, you know, they cut it down for TV, and mm -hmm. on the yeah. DVD they edited it a little bit, but it's just it it it's an emotional, really really cool like moment if you're a fan of the business to be there with like you know it's very classy, not. You know, it's not like a part of the show type thing. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. How long was it? A couple hours? Um, Jeez, the horseman they, went on for a uh, while. The edge, I'd say it was like three hours. Wow. Because they That's limited long. it to what, an hour on TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they cut it down to like an hour. and they only. But the best one, I have to say, I'm not going to use any big stories, but the best story was Mike Tyson's. Uh, he proceeded to not know how to use a microphone, apparently. He was swaying <laughs> from side to side. And he would try to speak into the mic, but not, like you could hear half of what he said. That's and funny. He's like, "Hey guys." <laughs> yeah, it was just like, 
I want to thank I want to thank WWE, and he was just like he was sway back and forth, <laughs> like it was, it was just in his baby voice, and it was just really kind of bad. I felt bad, but it was just, and then he kept doing DX chops, and I was just like, all right, that looks so awkward. The footage I saw of him doing DX, yeah, chops. he he was really awkward, and then he was yeah. talking wicked fast, and basically they cut him off after like I think like five minutes. That's <laughs> they funny. Were just like, so. But uh, yeah, that's Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, the show was itself was WrestleMania, which mm-hmm. was I've never been a part of anything with you know close to eighty thousand people in a stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, just the spectacle um, alone was just mind blowing. Like I'll never forget it. Like I I can't put into words how crazy it is to see you know no matter what the show was the just the atmosphere with that many fans and you know the pyrotechnics and yep. you know the the f-15 flybys and you know it's just uh, it's, it's just, just a different atmosphere when you're there yeah it's, it's totally completely like on any like anything i've ever yeah. seen in my life it's just like yeah it, it's leaves me it left me speechless it's just like you know and then to see you know obviously one thing that completely blew me away was you know i don't know how it came across on tv because i haven't seen the the pay-per-view mm-hmm. but the undertaker and triple h uh hell in a cell match yeah. was quite possibly the most intense story i've ever seen told in a wrestling match live like and the fans were just so into it that mm-hmm. i i i've never seen like you know eighty thousand people just like every move every kick out every you know mm-hmm. it, waiting on like baited, like more than any other match it was just like it was intense i would say out of everything from the whole night what made us jump the most was after michaels hit the sweet chin music right into the pedigree yeah we were like that- oh my god Seriously, the entire arena was like, it's got to be like right. I, people thought Undertaker was going to win, but they thought, oh, shit, it's over now. And when he kicked out, the entire place went like, ins- I, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. After about that, this, there's but- no way he's ever going to have the streak broken because if anything was going to do it. Who's going to no, challenge I, him? I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, that, they've worked I, I, before. They have, but yeah. not at WrestleMania. Yeah. But yeah, it just they the way they told the story, just like you know, it may not have been the you know match of the I thought it was a match mm-hmm. tonight, but just the way they they got three people, including Shawn Michaels, yeah. told the story mm-hmm. through there was just amazing. I don't so. think it translated over to TV as well. Maybe you had to be there. I thought it was still really good, like that that and the uh, the Rock Cena match really were the yeah. only two matches that I even got a reaction out of like yeah. myself like yeah. uh punk jericho could have been much better than it was it started being more as the match went on yeah. but the beginning was very like Ugh. i was just expecting a good wrestling match yeah and they didn't they, the whole build-up was best in the world best in the right. world and, and it wasn't the this, technical showcase it could have been disqualify thing but brian you know what what's weird what doesn't translate over to tv is that for wrestlemania the the crowd reactions didn't come across very strong Mm -hmm. but then the next night on raw i thought the audience there was a thousand (laughs) times more yeah they were reactive than than the ones at wrestlemania how what was it like in the arena like Uh, in the stadium was were they loud were they like going nuts because it did not come over the tv very well arena so the sound goes up Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't really. And I even heard wrestlers talk about it. Whenever you 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 don't get the same obviously reaction from a closed arena. It it people, especially the Rock and Cena match, they were people were going crazy. Yep. And in the Triple H and and um, Undertaker match, but I mean, yep. even even things from like you know Kane and Orton or the you know people were like gut responses. It just yeah. I think it just didn't come across. No, it on comes TV. across very flat on TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost as though the they didn't care, and that that was weird. I was more yeah. excited watching Raw because that crowd was nuts and it just comes across better. 
that was probably the best Raw crowd in the history of like probably. Monday Night Raw. Like they were just into. <laughs> they made it like uh, skipping ahead when Brock Lesnar came out. It was like the most crazy reaction I've ever seen, and I kind of wish I stayed for Raw. The only that was Jericho's debut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people is, like grown men were jumping up and down, yeah. and like people were going like crazy. <laughs> well, that's a constant with wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not to this, not to this like effect I've seen. Like people were like the entire arena was just going it, like you could just feel it, and then like even more the second like when his music hit, it was big, and then when he actually came out, right. it was just like the place went unglued, and I was just like, you know, I really should have stayed for that Rod Miami an extra day. But one thing I'm curious about is what the uh, the reaction there was. If it was the same as mine and Mike's when they had the people playing before John I was Cena ask, and yeah. Rock's entrances, that was just absolutely horrible. Um, the Cena one, people were booing, but the problem is, you know, uh, Flo Rida is from Florida, obviously. Yeah. So there was a lot of people that were actually into him, and I was just like, "All right, can we get on with?" It? And they were the problem is they were running short on time. Yeah, they, they were. Th- they were. And I'm like, you know, really, is this necessary? And you know, what is what it is. They like to do the entertainment part of WrestleMania, but yeah, it it wasn't exactly a you know a glowing you know people were and like if you want to see people sing, go watch their exactly. concert. Yeah, it's just getting in the way of what we wanted. Right, that time could have been given to Sheamus and yeah, um, and I don't want Flo Rida yeah. on the stage when The Rock is coming out. <laughs> no, like he needs to get the, the Rock hell should off. have come out and Rock bottomed him yeah. on the stage. <laughs> Then body slammed the girl, gave her a people's elbow, and then gone to the ring and beat the at crap least out of it, Cena. <laughs> at least it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought they were literally going to play them to and the ring. And there were no really yeah. stupid entrances. You know, a lot of times they do something. Yep. Like, yeah. um, was it Triple H that Triple came H up to the thing? The, all right, that was okay. Yeah, like Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was all right. But they didn't do anything really stupid, so I'm glad. No, there yeah. wasn't any like outlandish ones. Yeah. Like the year they have like a zillion people dressed up like John Cena yeah. and he ran to Oh, the what ring. was the deal with the pyro? Michaels comes out, his yeah. pyro does, like, the entire so many night. pyro mess-ups The pyro night. was, like, exploding, but there was no actual pyro coming out. Yeah, that that was the only one I noticed. Other than that, I saw the the, the everything else kind of work. I mean, Punk had the fireworks. They had yeah. a bunch of pyros for mm-hmm. Taker when he won, and I, I think that was the only mess-up. But, yeah, immediately Shawn Michaels was looking like, oh, crap, there goes, there's no pyro. <laughs> you can right. hear the sound. Yeah, it was just well, It sounds like you had a good time. It was uh, an absolutely amazing experience, and uh, I think everyone who is a true wrestling fan should at least experience the mm-hmm. r- that kind of WrestleMania, you know, once yep. in their life. It's it's the whole weekend is just crazy. And it's just, it's, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun, and yeah, I wouldn't trade my experience for anything. It was really fun. So cool. cool. Uh, okay, well, I even though we haven't been doing news anymore, I've been skipping over like the releases. Yeah. And there's not a ton to go over, so I did want to just mention them really quick. Because okay. I know we're here to entertain, but we, we, are. Are, we need to inform as well. Entertain the millions <laughs> and, and millions. <laughs> or hundreds. Of the Geek Generation <laughs> fans. But they are all over the world. They are. That yes. is true. That is true. Uh, April 17th on Blu-ray. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and Shame come out. I saw Mission Impossible. I thought it was really good. Haven't seen Shame. I agree with both those statements. <laughs> <laughs> April 24th on Blu-ray Contraband, which I never saw. And for video games, Prototype 2. Hmm. Eh, Prototype eh. 2 is a poor man's uh, infamous 2. <laughs> I, I don't even find... I know they got compared a lot like when they first came out, Infamous and yeah. Prototype, but they're so different. Yeah, this one almost looks like God of War type, like the way they're just the character release is like, well, that looks like the guy from God of War. Are they really trying? Yeah, to- the only thing I find really interesting about it is that the enemy in Prototype 2 is Alex Mercer, 
who was who you controlled as the hero mm-hmm. in the first one. Uh, that's all right. That's pretty interesting. So flipping that around, and now you're a new person that was like in your carnage of the first game, you killed this guy's family, mm-hmm. oh. and now he wants revenge. That's cool. And Mercer's kind of gone out of control, and now you have to take him down. And that's a cool mm. idea. So mm-hmm. everything yeah. that you experience from your perspective now you have to destroy, mm. which is interesting. Uh, those are all the releases, though. That's it. Nothing special there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I do have a request of the generation of the fans out there. We've been trying to get a couple people on the show, or at least I have been, mm. some of which who have already said they would be on. But <laughs> for some reason, I can't seem to close the deal here and make it happen. So if if people are listening and you are on Twitter, if you could do us a favor and get, uh, tweet at some of these people and just tell them that you want them to be on the Geek Generation, at least it'll like maybe it'll, they'll see the name and then when I yeah. approach them more, <laughs> it will uh, make sense to them. Who is it? Uh, the, I have three <laughs> different people I want to book right now. Uh-huh. The first is Kamel Nanjiani, uh, who is one half of the Indoor Kids yep. on the Nerdist channel. He's the one that has actually said that he would come on, gave me the email to send the email to, and I haven't heard back from him. Uh-huh. So even though, and I'm actually hoping to have him and his wife, Emily V. Gordon, on because they're both the uh, hosts of Indoor Kids. But if you want to tweet at Kumail, his name is at Kumail N, which is K-U-M-A-I-L-N. Or you can tweet at the Indoor Kids and let them know, cool. let both of them know that you want them to be on the Geek Generation. I'm trying to book Alexis Knapp, which might seem like Real an name? odd random name. Hmm. That yeah, is, I, like, huh? <laughs> I know. Uh, if you don't know who Alexis Knapp is, she was the quote unquote hot popular chick in Project X. And the main reason that I want to have her on is not only because she's kind of a rising star now because of that movie, but also because she is a massive geek. Oh, nice. She, um, she constantly talks about Star Trek. It was actually, you know how, <laughs> I don't even know what the word is, I guess. I don't know if conceited is the right word or if it's just egocentric that actresses can be in Hollywood, kind mm-hmm. of all about themselves, and they would have mm. pictures of themselves. Right. When I found her on Twitter initially, her Twitter avatar was a picture of Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> so she's she's clearly yeah. a Trekkie, and I'm not saying Trekker because that's crap. Trekkie. Trekkie. She has like a huge uh, collection of lizards and reptiles. That's she's cool. She's into that. So she's got a massive geek side to her, and I want to explore that on the show. Yeah. So nice. her her Twitter is at Alexis Knapp. You can tweet at her. And the last you one should that, spell that. Knapp is not N A P. That's it's true. K N. It's Alexis K N A P P. Yeah. And the last one is Allie Cobran, who, if you are unfamiliar with her, mm-hmm. was in American Reunion. Oh, which I saw. Yeah, she I was phenomenal saw. movie. It was really good. You she was go quote unquote the girl next door. Oh, okay. That's oh, okay. that girl. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I, I want to have her on too. So yeah. that's just at Ali Coburn or C-O-B-R-I-N. Yeah. So tweet at those people. Tell me you want them to be on the geek generation. And also you never the know. rock. Possibly <laughs> the rock. The rock. CM Punk, saying. you know, whoever. <laughs> but uh, when people do that and just get our name out there, even if we have no intention of interviewing them, if you tell them that you would like them to be on this show, you never know where that could go. Yeah. You never know. So that would be tremendous, and I appreciate all who help us out in that way. Uh, we were going to do geek outs and freak outs just now, but based on the time already, mm-hmm. 
I feel like we should take our first break so we don't interrupt our geek outs and freak outs. Not first break, but only break. Yeah. But before we go into the break, we have a brand new segment yes, we do. to debut on the show that I'm very excited about. Because the super fan Chris Tong super fan. <laughs> is uh, now be going to be doing some movie reviews for us. Yes. So they are very short. I gave him a 90 second time limit on any of these. <laughs> So and he came up at eighty eight point two. I don't know what the actual time is, but yeah. it's under the ninety second time limit. So this is the very first of obscure or obscure. That's nice. how he, it, he has a his pronunciation on it with his accent. He's from Kansas. Yeah, but this is um the very first edition of obscure movie reviews with the super fan Chris Tong. This is obscure movie reviews with your host Chris Tong. This week I watched two thousand twelve Zombie Apocalypse. It was released in two thousand eleven. It's rated R has a running time of 87 minutes. Starring Bing Rames, Taryn Manning, and Johnny Picard. Months after a zombie plague has wiped out 90% of the American population, a small group of survivors fight their way cross-country to a rumored refugee on the island of Catalina. The opening credits are amazing. They pull you into the movie and actually make you want to finish watching it. From the get-go, you see the characters develop and you start to feel for them. Apart from the unconventional weapons, a very flimsy, cheap-looking sword, and unrealistic gunshot wounds, the acting is actually decent and the zombies look pretty good for a made-for-TV sci-fi movie. And best of all, they actually refer to zombies as zombies, unlike a lot of the zombie movies out there. If you like zombie walkers, runners, juggernauts, dogs, tigers, yes, I said zombie tigers, and tons of gore, then this movie is for you. I give this movie 6 out of 10. Hey Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hello, this is Ned Vizzini, author of It's Kind of a Funny Story, and you're listening to the Geek Generation Podcast. We are back, and as promised, it is time to geek out. Yay! So, Mike Volpe. Yeah. What are you geeking out over this Brock week? Brock Lesnar. Brock that Lesnar. That is my <laughs> geek out. Yeah? I'm so excited to see him back. It gives me a reason to watch wrestling again. I thought you were going to say it gives you a massive wrestling boner. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rage boner. It's a rage boner. No, it was great to see him come back. Everybody, I expected him at WrestleMania, and he didn't show up. And I was yep. let down. And then the next night, they were going nuts, screaming his name. And I, I really felt like he was going to show up, but then I was like, oh, maybe he's not going to. <laughs> and then right at the end, when John Cena is like waiting for The Rock to come out, and yep. the music hit. I was so excited. I was like a little kid again on the edge of the couch watching. <laughs> and it just comes in the ring and it did exactly what he had to do. He just beat up Cena. Yeah. And then what's even better is the next night on uh, the next week on Raw gets in the ring and actually like punches Cena in the mouth. Like a straight up punch. Mm-hmm. It's legit, just, legit yeah, like blood coming out of Cena's mouth. Yeah. Pounding him right in the face. Jesus. It's just great to see him back. Yeah. And then I, I guess the reports out there are showing that he, he signed a five million dollar deal with WWE mm-hmm. for a year. And he's got uh, 30 to 35 appearances. Wow. So no house shows. He's probably not overseas with them. So he's just doing No, I doubt it. He's just going to do Monday Night Raws and some pay-per-views. But that's better than nothing. And it's good to see him back. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you stole one of Brian's geek outs, too. I mean, <laughs> probably. Yep, just a smidge. Not sure. <laughs> that's really it. That's my big one. That's, that's it. That's, that's, I'm very excited. All right. B-Rye. 
Uh, yeah, just a. I'm not gonna say what my, but pretty much same thing. Um, I have not uh, quote unquote marked out. Uh, like that in a long time. Uh, everyone thought Brock Lesnar was coming at WrestleMania. Like the entire crowd was just basically looking down the aisleway during the scene in Rock match, thinking he was going to come out, but he didn't. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, it just it's cool to have him back, and it's bringing back that sort of like unpredictability back to to wrestling. And I think everyone is excited, you know, to see him, you know, plow through some guys, and you know, him versus Cena. The fact that they're doing it so soon, maybe interesting. Yeah, I have my own theories on that but uh it, it's just exciting to see him back and it's uh it's making wrestling exciting i think it was a really great debut to do it the night after wrestlemania so. well yeah it was the end of an yeah. era and then it's yeah bringing yeah. back some older names plus as well they, the if time. he's not doing house shows and he's not doing a lot of practicing they have to put him in the ring with somebody who can control him mm-hmm. and walk yeah. him through a match yeah. so why not just start yeah right there it makes sense yeah agreed um my other geek out is Avengers May 4th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I sat through the two fun. hour live Hollywood streaming. Oh, wow. Uh, you watched the whole thing? The whole thing. And wow. I've never done that for any other movie in my life. And it, not to say that there was anything, you know. Oh, really? Because Mike Volpe and I sat through the one for yeah. abduction. Because <laughs> we were trapped in the theater. How did we did oh, something man, wrong sorry. here? What happened? I know, <laughs> we were right? Trapped in the theater. They wouldn't let us leave. They had guns to our heads and everything. Yeah, it was terrible. We were abducted <laughs> for abduction. <laughs> we were. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no it was it you know it was cool to see all the actors and you know writers directors and it just the feeling and hype of this movie and then to read all you know the comic writers from Marvel who saw the movie and their excitement about how good and it's just I I I've never been this I, I, I'm, I'm Rob I know I'm probably gonna kick it off the show for this but uh, it is not, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this more than any other movie this year including Batman oh I just, cut his mic we're done <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I can't I can't describe it there's never been a movie this big in my mind for superheroes so. yeah I've seen nothing but positive comments so far yeah. so and there are some people who are so down on the movie. And think it's going to suck. And I don't understand that. If you go in with that attitude, of course you're going to hate it. Yeah. If you, uh, my yeah, biggest if you concern attitude, is just yeah. there's so many people that are going to be on screen. Like, I'm excited for Iron Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he's my favorite of all of them. But again, Whedon, just, we, that's Whedon's bread and butter. Yeah. Yep. It really is. And that's I think that's a big reason why he was the one chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, if there's ever been a movie with this, this big of a right. cast and the mm-hmm. fact that they streamed it through all the different movies, it's just it's it's brilliance and i can't like may 4th is gonna be like fucking christmas to me like yeah no dude i get that i'm I'm making a big deal out of it i think mm-hmm. this i can't see it opening night on the friday because mm-hmm. unfortunately i have a commitment but yeah the the saturday directly after i yeah. plan on watching all five like we talked right. about that marvel movie marathon yep. before yeah. and i'm definitely having my own nice. so i'm gonna watch them all before going to see the avengers but i gotta make sure i get my tickets prior because there's no way like yeah. during that day I'll have to, I'll literally have to buy them probably the week beforehand. Yeah. I was thinking that myself. Yeah, they're they're the way it's hype. They're already. It's going to be like, so many showings though. The theaters are going to have every there half are, but an hour. I want to see it. Like go I want to guarantee one. that I am going to get in that night. Like I want to schedule yeah. all Movie my movies com. out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Plug. I'm going to schedule all my movies out like the five priors so that yeah. I can make sure I go to the Avengers. Like like leave an hour buffer maybe. Mm. So yeah. that I can eat dinner before going to see the Avengers. It's it's just it's going to be a huge event. They're predicting like I think 130 million op- uh, opening weekend. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, just, no doubt. Cool. Any others? No, uh, no. All right, I have a few. The first of which is Amazon Instant Video is now on PS3. I saw that. Oh. Yep. Which is huge mm. because for one, there was no prior mention That's of this their happening. Streaming content. It is. Stuff? 
Yeah. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you yeah. get a lot of things available, for instance, streaming the same way Netflix offers yeah. them. And I am a Prime streaming customer. And my one big thing with it was I can't wait till I can watch this on my TV. There was no prior mention of this. No, it like, just showed up randomly yeah, one day. It literally popped up on the navigation bar like do you want to download this i'm like yeah <laughs> this is what i've been waiting for forever <laughs> that's what i said yeah, uh, sure exactly like that um but now it's it was really cool and i'm glad to have it thank god now because now i don't have any need for netflix mm-hmm. whatsoever mm-hmm. uh another geek out is we got another donation which i just want nice. to comment on and this is from someone who has donated already mm-hmm so, in addition to his prior, I believe, $20 donation, Matt Boyd donated, like, another 30 bucks to us. Mm-hmm. Just cool. out of nowhere without my my poking and prodding. <laughs> and I was incredibly thankful for it. And, and just to further qualify it, this donation came on the same day as the Amazon Instant Video thing. Oh. Came on the same day uh, or the day following. I had a really, really just crappy day. Mm-hmm. And the following day was like Amazon Instant Video, uh, <laughs> new Our Lady Peace album came out. Um, a donation for the site, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Just mm-hmm. good friggin' day following. So, Matt Boyd, thank you so much for that. Another geek out is again the show Awake, which I am continuing yep. to watch, and is I have continuing to be awesome. To record it, but have not watched it. <laughs> of course, you haven't, because I'm waiting for it to catch up to the repeat, so I have all the episodes. Oh. Why what are I you had, missing? Um, at, I started at four. I can hook you up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Somehow. I, I figured they'd be, why is there no repeat? I figured at some point in the middle of the night, they would have repeated an episode somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Nothing. Nothing. I'm surprised. It's really, really good. And they are revealing like a larger conspiracy at play mm-hmm. now. So it's not just the procedural that, that larger mythology is unfolding. And they're actually showing like more negative consequences of oh, cool. the dual worlds. Cause at first it was like, yeah, it sucks that that happened, but at the same time, he still has access to both those people. But now they're showing like how he could be potentially like unwinding mentally and he mm. can't maintain this oh. duality because he can't. He, it's going to destroy like, there was your a brain. Whole, yeah. There was a whole episode focused on like he can't remember which reality is right. what things were happening in because in one he has he has different partners in each reality because one was promoted in one to kind of keep an eye on him mm-hmm. and he's just an officer instead of a detective in the other so he gets confused with like that oh. person's role stuff like that yeah. and it makes people like look at him funny like well, it makes sense that's what would happen yeah. imagine if you had that how would you remember who's doing to what other people where? you yeah. would appear somewhat crazy yeah so maybe that's what the crazy people in new york you know when you just sit there and you watch all those crazies walk around? Yeah. Maybe they live in two worlds. <laughs> Maybe. That could be it. But it's a really cool uh, idea still, and it's it's just yeah. getting better and better. So if people haven't watched Awake yet, they're sev- seven episodes in. Mm-hmm. So start from the beginning, absolutely, and catch up because it's really good. Uh, last Geek Out is something called Pebble. Have you heard of this? No. 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 Okay. Pebble <laughs> is an e-paper watch. Which uh, I guess requires further explanation. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the face of it is e paper, so it's similar to like a Kindle. Okay, and that's the type oh. of display it has. Uh, the cool thing about it, it, it's on Kickstarter right now. I guess there's a version of something like this from the same company for Blackberries, mm-hmm. but uh, there was no iPhone or Android version, and they they put one up on Kickstarter. Kickstarter is like the thing right now. Yeah, especially since. Uh, double fine like really well it's working it up yeah it is working we can develop something and not spend money on it yeah everybody else pays for it 
the Kickstarter is going until May 18th if you want to contribute. Yep. They're way past their goal. But the benefit is, I think that when it goes on retail, Pebbles will cost $150. You can pre-order and get it for $115. And this does what? Okay, what the Pebble does is it is a watch. Uh-huh. It has that e-paper display. Yeah. It is completely customizable with apps. with uh, Because since it is a watch face that's not set, is- and it is like a Kindle, it can change. How big is the display? It's a regular watch size. Okay. I, I would think it's maybe slightly bigger, like kind of like one of those calculator watches, yeah. that old school thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you could have a calculator on it if you, because it's a, it's a right. touch display, I believe. So you could put apps on it. Yeah. Or if it's not a touch display, at least the buttons on it work there. But you can customize what it looks like, the watch faces. So you could download different. Uh, I don't know why, but I just pictured you walking out of your house and starting your car by pressing a button on a watch. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be well, like the most Batman thing ever. He, here's some of the cool <laughs> stuff, though. Is that uh, it has apps, it has different watch faces you can change, it has notifications, so it can sync with your iPhone or Android smartphone or just iPod Touch through Bluetooth. So if you have uh, like a text message on your phone or someone's calling you, it will notify you on your watch. This is kind of futuristic. Yeah. And it's happening. Or you could read the text message or the instant message right on your watch. So you can keep the phone in your pocket and kind of navigate things with your watch. If you're a runner... Uh, and you're using it through Bluetooth too. Yeah. It can, um, you can put it, oh, sorry. If you're a runner, you can change like the music. Uh-huh. Like it'll display what song you're currently playing and you can change that mm. from the watch. Cool. If you ride bikes, you can mount it on your handlebars mm-hmm. and using the GPS on your phone will track your miles per hour. Oh, cool. Give you directions. Like it, this thing is nuts. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And they're also releasing a uh, an SDK or a software development kit for those who don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So if you are familiar with coding, you can actually create your own applications for it. And it's open source cool. like coding. So uh, th- this thing sounds amazing. Yeah. And, it's, and it retails at? Well, it will be $150. <laughs> That's it. When it comes out. But if you want to pre-order and mm-hmm. get it while the Kickstarter is up, yeah. you can pay $115. Mm. I think uh, that's and, more than a That's like a phone. Yeah. It's, it's, a, whole, it's, a, it's a tablet. And this, and think about what they haven't even explored yeah. with it since people can create third party apps and stuff. And wow. it's amazing. It has That's a backlit cool. display. So if you want to read it at night, it can do that. Uh, and since it is an e paper display, it won't like burn in like a Kindle yeah. won't either. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's easily changeable and it just sounds awesome, awesome. on all levels. Wow. Yeah. So if you haven't seen, uh, the pebble, go to thegeekgeneration.com. There is an article up on it with a link to the Kickstarter. And I will link it in the show notes, too, so people can check that out. Awesome. Really, really cool. Very cool. Those are our geek outs, so it's time to move on. Oh, freak out! Mike Volby. I don't like people in general. (laughs) Any of them. Any of them. You've seen it all week on Facebook. I just get my balls busted about everything. Yeah. So the most recent thing is with wrestling, because I'm going to stop. Yep. Yeah. When this, Yeah. So like in another week or two, I'm going to be done. Yep. But I'm just a lot of the wrestlers are just giving me crap about stopping. It's just like leave me alone. Yeah. Like, why am I gonna keep doing it? I See, don't want to I'm feeling a little jealous. I got no crap when I'm I stopped. Crap. Nobody <laughs> gave a rat's ass when I stopped wrestling. They're like, Well, don't you think you're a little young? No, I'm I'm twenty seven. Like yeah. I don't want to be forty years old with a couple kids yep. dragging them to shows until I'm just beat and up. And it's not like, even about how old you are. No. It's no. the fact that you're losing interest. Yeah. Yeah, I am. It's making it so that I don't like wrestling anymore. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Which is why I had to bail. Mm-hmm. It's just there's no reason to keep going. But it's just it's just aggravating when people have to put their uh, two cents into everything. Not just that. Everything else, too. People need to back off and just not uh, 
They just worry about themselves. Yeah. The problem with social media is everyone thinks they can, you know, tell you what to do about your own life. Which right. Is, yeah. Which is stupid. I mean, again, if you put it out there, you're kind of inviting right. that. But, well, yeah, well exactly. I'm just putting that's out there, you know, I'm done. This is going to be my last match. Right. And then they come back with, whoa, you know, all this crap. So. Right. It'd be nice to just see, oh, it's been great working with you. Yeah. And, yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Or like, nope. oh, I'm, I'm congr- you know, congrats on your, you know, whatever. And oh, I'm glad you made that. Like, whatever, you know, yeah. it didn't have to be, you know. Right. I mean, like one of my not only was I losing interest, but one of my biggest reasons was just all this. Right. This is what I'd rather be doing doing. So it was never yeah. like congrats well, yeah, with your and next I get project. Other things I want. <laughs> now, the most recent thing is my gym is for sale. Yep. And me and one of our listeners who is in Ohio are thinking about going in 50 50 to buy it. Really? Yeah. Ah. So that's I got to actually talk to the current owner. Interesting. So, yes. Yes. That's a big deal. It is. It'll be. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, it'll be exciting. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, that's another thing. How am I going to, you know, I'm going to have other things I need to do. Sure. If I'm not getting paid and I'm not being given any kind of push or anything's going on, I'm just sitting stagnant. Right. There's no point to do it. Right. People need to just, like, leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm sure that'll be the next thing. It'll be a wave of, you know, owning a gym is a tough thing. (laughs) Leave me alone. Let me figure that out my way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. If you don't have anything, like, positive right or, or encouraging it, or some good advice right advice yeah. is welcome yeah criticism criticism's welcome you criticism, know if it's like well, you know yeah. maybe you should try this instead of that but again you, know. you haven't done anything yet right so what's the criticism just, yeah yeah like, oh, <laughs> criticize God. after you've done something not prior to <laughs> right that's it people just suck okay <laughs> and old people there's another one old people oh my god there was a day this past week yeah <laughs> i left on my way to the gym i'm running late okay. i'm stuck behind an old person oh on my, my street god. driving yeah. slow yeah then from the gym, I had to go deliver protein to places. Yeah. Stuck behind old people. It was one of those days where every time I went from point A to point B, I was yeah. stuck behind an old person driving really slow. Yeah. And it just drove me nuts. Old people need to. I just... know it's the constant joke that's oh been rehashed God. before, but you'd think old people would move faster. You would Since say. they have less time. All right, no. <laughs> like, hurry up. It's like, you got five years if you're lucky, right? Get going. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. You should be speeding around in a hot oh rod. Oh my god, they should. <laughs> it just drove me nuts this week. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm done. Okay. Be right. Uh, shit. What is this? Thinking of old people. Is this um, is this Brian being tagged in again and falling down? No, I think I reached for the tag and he was looking at a fan and I just fell on my face. Oh, okay. He's just like, oh, what happened? No. Um. Nothing like personally, but uh, any anytime I see the TV spots for that Three Stooges movie, I want to like break something or i <laughs> i yeah. just it looks like the worst thing in the history of mankind yeah it's just it's have just you looked irritating. at the reviews it was really interesting what happened this week mm-hmm. i expected honestly the three stooges to get okay reviews yeah like be like you know it was funny it was all right and that cabin in the woods movie to yep. get like completely shit on it's the opposite that cabin yeah. in the woods movies is getting like unbelievable reviews it even is. the Sweet critics baby. <laughs> saying it's one of the best horror movies to ever come out and yeah. And then the Three Stooges is getting crapped on. Yeah. Well, I kind of expected Three Stooges to get crapped on, but honestly, yeah. it's getting better reviews than I expected. Yeah. Well, if you go and look the original ones, it's just ridiculousness. Yeah. You I know? just don't I mean, think that kind of comedy is. No. It doesn't is what's, hold up anymore. No. no. It's this generation doesn't. It's not going to work. No. But uh, thanks for the. Uh, now I get to plug uh, Cabin in the Woods. If you oh, yeah, are. No I haven't seen it yet, <laughs> but I, uh, as, as you're listening to this, I will, will have seen it. And, yep. um, uh, it's it's from what I heard, it's amazing. Yeah. If you're even a small fan of the horror genre, definitely check it out. Or a Whedon fan. 
Or a Whedon fan. Yeah, definitely. I will not be seeing it. Sorry. I know, <laughs> I know you won't. Horror movies. He's missing out on everything. It's more I than am. just a horror movie from what I heard, though. So I'm, sure. I'm sure it is. But... It's a drama and a love story. Oh, my God. Oh, that's... <laughs> Snug but, with uh, people yeah. getting sliced in half. Yes. <laughs> that's a love story. And when you put them back together, that's romance. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was my other one? Oh, yeah. Facebook timeline. It's yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's, that's it just just flat out facebook timeline sucks yeah it, it does it's just i i was like oh i'll give it a chance now it sucks it sucks okay yeah, it does it does suck i can't i don't like facebook timeline i can't figure out how to use twitter but i know that i get pictures of naked girls on twitter every day and that's really cool <laughs> but i can't figure send out how to right do to you <laughs> oh that may be the quote of the show which i then save and forward to heather so oh, that's that's yeah. good yeah you share the love you know i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I don't like that they made pages move over to the timeline format because yeah. it makes it a lot harder. Like there's one little box where it has all the stuff that fans have posted. Yeah. And yeah. for people that are trying to build communities on their page, that's awful. It is. It is. Like and I don't like the way the the thumbnails show up now. They have that square instead of showing the whole image like oh, it yeah. zooms in on. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird. They'll I fix like it. it. I hope. I hope so. In time and time. I have a few freakouts. All right. Uh, the first one is, and I had mentioned before, I was watching Beauty and the Geek, the Australia yeah. version. Yep. I watched the UK season. They only did one season in the UK, and it was terrible. Why? <laughs> there, It was only six episodes, and I barely made it through that. Uh, <laughs> instead of having a host, there's a voiceover guy. Oh. <laughs> so Was the budget that low? I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe that's just a way they... I don't know if they just tried doing it different yeah. or if the budget was lower. For some reason, TV in the UK seems like it's not produced as well as other places. And maybe the money isn't there. Welcome but, to Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. Like when when you have the guy instead of having someone come in and be like this is what your challenge is this week uh -huh, and da, yeah. da, 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 and the whole suspense of building that up they have oh. a silent butler <laughs> and and the butler comes in with like one of those silver trays with the dome on it nice. and, and lifts it up and someone has to take it and read it oh, so that's aggravating right yeah, then when they go in the elimination rooms instead of having the host read them the questions somebody just shoots them <laughs> no they read them to each other oh god what? like the contestants are doing all the work. <sighs> And then when someone loses, they like, I don't know how they get the stage direction or anything, but like they always like go uh, facing each other. The two pairs, they hug and say bye. And then one of the pairs leaves and it's like no one told them they right. lost or like it's just uh, really abstract and weird. That's why they only did one season. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, there were still it's too bad because there were some good characters that, with the people that were on the show and it mm -hmm. could have been way better, but it just it wasn't that mm. great and they wasted the whole like i know this sounds really lame but the the makeover episode <laughs> is one of the best episodes on the beauty and the geek season because you see all these super geeky guys yeah that like get made over and they look more mainstream and sometimes they end up being like decent looking guys right when they were like super long hair and like huge beards and they were like that their whole lives and it's usually very emotional and everything yeah. instead of having them go away and do the makeover and then come back and like be like a huge reveal to everybody. Yeah. It was like their partner did the makeover for them type thing. And it was just very underwhelming. I think they didn't have the budget. It was, it was really poor. Just, just very bad. 
bad. This almost sounds like I want to watch it just to laugh at <laughs> it. It. <laughs> it is it is laughable. It is laughable. We should watch it and record ourselves. Oh my god, it's it. really <laughs> this bad. Is, this is good. But uh, I still have one more season of Beauty and the Geek Australia, which I guess aired last year. Okay, so it's still ah, very. So they may recent. do another one. Yeah, I mean it's done in the U.S. They might actually be doing the U.S. ones ended years ago. Yeah. But the uh, the Australia one, I, they could potentially do another one this year. So it's cool. not necessarily over. It's just it's kind of cool how that stuff travels around the world. Mm, and yeah. without the Internet, we would have never had access to that before or even awareness of that. So that's just kind of awesome to me. But the fact that it made me aware of the UK season <laughs> <laughs> takes away a little bit. Uh, my next freak out is The Hunger Games. Yeah. The Hunger Games. Yeah. It was weeks ago that it came out. It's still kicking like everything yeah, somehow everything it's destroying at it's the, about to at the be box office though. yeah 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 it's but um i i never read the games so i have no background there but i found it disappointing mm-hmm. it, it moved really slow it didn't need to be nearly as long as it was mm-hmm. and people still say that a bunch of stuff was left out from the book but if they had moved it at a more reasonable pace they right. probably could have fit that stuff in and uh, all the scenes that were supposed to have like a really big emotional impact just totally fell flat. They did to me. Have you seen it, Brian? No, I have no desire to. <laughs> yeah, don't. It's, it's Twilight Light to me, or Twilight. See, that's Twilight the comparison Light. I don't get, though. Yeah. Like, just because it's a book for tween yeah. girls or something, it's nothing like Twilight. So I don't know where that comparison yeah, comes in. It's just that it's no the interest. media doing that, though. Yeah. There's always got to be controversy. Is it going to live up to the hype of this? Oh, no, it didn't. Oh, yeah, no. it's totally... I find it totally different yeah. than Twilight, but at the same time, just not very worthwhile yeah. anyway. They just... And the the ending became... was just so abrupt. It was just like... Yeah. This was be this big... I expected this epic battle at the end, and it fell flat. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it wasn't like a huge thing. Like, everything that happened that should have been big yeah. just wasn't. It just kind of happened. Yep. Like, th- this is a story about people getting killed. Kids killing each other. Right. Should be rated R. And all the deaths are just like, eh. eh. Yeah. There was none of them that were really no. emotionally impactful And people are at like, all. well, the, the next movie is going to be really good because the books are really I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see the next movie. Yeah. This killed it. Sorry. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm all set. There's no next movie for me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. That was, that was all I needed. Yeah. Last freak out, uh, PAX East. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. This is, why isn't go. this a geek out? This is a freak Uh-oh. out. Sorry. <laughs> I um I made the mistake of not not trying to get a press pass for PAX East. It's at a busy time of the year for me, mm. and I never think I'm going to have time. I didn't anticipate that I wouldn't be working on the Friday because of Good Friday, things like that. So I didn't really bother to try. Plus, for some reason, the press passes for PAX East are hard to get. Consi- they they have a lot more requirements than like New York Comic Con, which is a much it's bigger show. Has huh? yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not gonna complain that we get into New York pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. But PAX East is tough to get press credentials for, so I actually had to pay. Um, and I only went on the Sunday. I, I saw all the stuff that was happening online, and, I, and then I saw Team Unicorn you went on was Easter, there, right? And I went on Easter. And how was the turnout on Easter Day? Better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of other people who don't really care about bunnies jumping around and zombie <laughs> Jesus. So, um, <laughs> zombie Jesus. <laughs> so it, it, I, I ended up going, and it was fun. I ended up hanging out with uh, my friend Dave, who mm-hmm. uh, was a co-host on the show a while back. He had. Said he was going to be here today, but he's not. I don't know why. But one of this, this is my freak out is that I, I ended up tweeting Mylon Sarley, who is one quarter of Team Unicorn. Mm. And uh, if people don't know who they are, they are a group of like gamer geek chicks. 
that are fairly prominent on the internet and YouTube. They make comedy videos and stuff. One of the girls is uh, Seth Green's wife, mm. and I know that's how they have a lot of their connections and things like that. But um, I- I'm a fan of Mylan Sarley, particularly out of that group. And she, I had tweeted her and I asked, I, I didn't know Team Unicorn was going to be at PAX originally, else I probably would have made a bigger effort. But um, I tweeted her and asked her, are, are you going to be there on Sunday? Because my ticket purchase depends on it. Yep. And she tweeted back and said, yeah. And it was really the only like tweet, like out of the whole day, she probably tweeted like three times and that was one of them. Yep. And she was oh. probably getting a bunch of messages. So I was like, okay, maybe she even will recognize the name now because I tweeted from yeah. the Geek Generation account. So maybe I can go with the the attire and talk right. to her and interview and all that stuff. So I was like, that that seals it. I'm going to buy a ticket on Sunday. I'm going to go. So I went. Traffic was atrocious. Oh, I hate driving in Boston. Yeah, you had to go to Boston. Oh, my God. I hate I was literally driving around the city for like an hour and a half. I let, I got in Boston at 1030. I got in packs around noon. I find that to be the one of the hardest cities to drive around. In it's a Because mess. it's not really a grid. It's not. It's a mess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an like, absolute mess. They there should were things, redo the city. There are roads somehow. that have been changed, so my GPS yeah. couldn't keep up with it. And it was just a total mess. I finally get in there, and I I was looking around. I was walking around all the booths. It was a pretty decent setup as far as like games and stuff, yeah. and it was very New York Comic Con looking. It was very good. And there's a whole side of it for tabletop gaming. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't even realize how big board games and tabletop and card games are hugely popular at PAX. Mm, There are just, there's a whole room of tables just dedicated to people playing games. And that's what they do. They go and they basically, you can sign out games like almost out of a library and play them at a table with a group of people. And it's very cool. Uh, But I didn't, I didn't realize the whole reason that team unicorn was there was to promote magic, the gathering. And they were basically playing against people all day, which does not create the best scenario for like approaching someone and talking to them they're in the middle of a game with somebody you don't walk over and say hey can i have a picture or like do an interview or whatever so they had scheduled times um but the first thing i did when i got there i met up with my friend dave yeah uh we went over the tabletop area because i guess he was there all weekend and he had already interviewed team unicorn for another site oh and uh, I went over and he was like, oh, yeah, they're playing magic or whatever. So I go over and I see right away uh, there's Mylin, Riley and Claire. I didn't see Michelle there at that point, but I saw the three of them talking to a who, the guy who looked like he was in charge of the magic table. Yeah. So I was like, I should just go over right now and talk to him right away. But in the back of my head, I always have that little fear yeah. where like I have to do a flyby first. A flyby. <laughs> I have to do a flyby and just kind of like be like, OK, I saw them. I'm going to just absorb that for a moment, remind myself that they're just human beings and that I can approach them and talk to them. Because when someone has four pretty girls, what could happen? I know, right? (laughs) When when someone has any level of celebrity status, there is a level of intimidation. And you kind of have to, like, just deal with that before going over or else you come off super awkward. At least that's what I found out about myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to do the flyby. So we walked by, saw them. Uh, like literally walked down the end of the room for the uh, gaming stuff, turned around, they were gone. Oh, wow. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So uh, bathroom break. No, I don't even know what it was, but they had <laughs> luggage with them. So we thought maybe they had left oh. and I had missed them, which wasn't the case. But uh, later on in the day, they had sign up times where they would be playing magic against other people. So I checked back every now and then and there were. Uh, time. The only thing I ever saw after that was I saw Riley and Michelle playing against people. Mm-hmm. And then it said that Claire and Mylin would be at the 
mag- uh, the Wizards of the Coast booth, which is uh, the people who make Dungeons and Dragons. So I went by that booth. Never there. Wizards of the Coast booth. This is the geekiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Dude, this is a convention. Hey, no, it just right? made me laugh. It just sounds. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast is the company that makes Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it yes. just made me laugh. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really weird. Just because you're not as far down the rabbit hole as I, I am. <laughs> doesn't mean... I'm just kind of sticking my head in the hole going, what's going on down yeah. there? <laughs> oh, Wizards of the Coast. Oh. <laughs> so they were. I never saw them by that booth. There was yeah. never a crowd gathered or anything. And I didn't see Mylan at all. The uh-huh. whole time I was there, and I left disappointed. So sucks. I just if I had just taken the opportunity, yeah, or try to just get in c- contact with them before you go. Yeah, See if you can set up something. Well, that that's very difficult to do. Yeah, no, though. Yeah, Especially but it's not like when they they're movie, there. They're not movie stars. These girls. No, I mean, but they're, they're there. They're being paid to promote a yeah. product, so yeah. their time is regulated. Right. Yeah. It's always worth a shot. Yeah. So I don't know. I I just I missed the opportunity, and as many times as I've done that, I still haven't learned my lesson. Like yeah. you have to just take it when it's there. No flybys. No flybys. I gotta <laughs> suck it up and go for it right away next time. Mm-hmm. So I was very disappointed in myself there, but I will figure out a way to eventually get them on the show. You can't get them just to call in. Maybe, maybe. It. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd rather do an in-person interview because it's better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, I'll figure something out. So that's that's all my freakouts yeah. though. So uh, yeah. I'm kind of still beating myself up over that one. I was kind of over it until I started talking about it again. There could have been another picture for the wall of autographs. There could have been. I was going to print one out and bring it, but because I I wasn't yeah. sure if they would have them. They weren't doing like signings or anything, really. So, yeah. Um, I, I guess we could go now, but I want to cover a couple things. I don't want to have okay. too much stuff left for next week. So two uh, fairly recent stories I want to go over while they're still fairly recent. I yeah. don't want them to be a week later. Uh, the first one, we were talking about the Street Fighter cross Tekken controversy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the fact that they had the on disc DLC and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Cliffy B or Cliff Blazinski? I know he is. That's okay. the, the uh, Gears of War guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cliffy B chimed in on the issue and he said, quote, that it was an ugly truth of the gaming industry. Uh, the well known designer noted that prior to a game finally shipping, there are often three or four months where the game is basically done, leaving mm-hmm. developers with an idle team that needs to be working on things. Which, that, if you have that much time, then why not no. just like, I don't know, that doesn't defend if the, the fact game that, is done too, no. put the game out. that it was done and it's on the disc. I'm just yeah. wondering why does that mean we're locking it? Like, you've created the because, content, it's on the disc, it's, it's, why are we locking it? Because it's a way to make money now. I know, but that's that's, that's the why. Thing. Like that's his all defense to is not relevant to. The, if you think about it, the expense of making a game, has gone up so much too. Yeah, the, the the amount of people involved in a game to make it now is hundreds of people. Sometimes. Yep. I think there's 130 people working on the next Halo game. There's people you have to pay who are working all the time. I mean, they're probably going to do the same thing. So you got hidden. They're not going to give you everything because then there's no money to make after. Yeah. Mm. Well, he said for the sake Which, of compa- it's not I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying like that's at the end of the day, right. everything's about how we're going to make more money. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Which sucks. Uh, he said for the sake of compatibility, some downloadable content may need to be located on the disc itself. Quote, it's an ugly truth of the gaming industry. Blazinski added, I'm not the biggest fan of having to do it, but it is one of the unfortunate realities. Once the industry goes entirely digital, he said the issue will be obsolete, uh. which, again, does not make sense to me. And and Capcom, the publisher, stated that the content was included on the disc in order to ensure compatibility by offering, quote, a single unified version of the game. Now, there are other companies who have done things similar to this, not putting the the content on the disc, but uh, to better allow like a single unified version of the game. That makes sense to me. But 
so that you don't play against people online who are using characters that you can't play and stuff like that. That does cause an issue. But I know we mentioned WWE, those games before, Mm -hmm. as being the good way to do DLC. And I'm going to bring it up again because what they did was even if you don't buy the DLC, what they would release eventually when they create it Mm -hmm. is a compatibility pack. Mm-hmm. Where you download that information, so if you play against someone that's using Bret Hart and you haven't bought Bret Hart, yeah. you yeah. can still see Bret Hart, right? And it yeah. does, and you can't just not play against that person. And they're yeah. giving away that content for free, which I know people might go, "Well, that's the same as putting it on the disc." But the difference is, they didn't put it on the disc because it wasn't made yet. Like, right. if you make something by the time the game yeah. is released, it should not be DLC. It should be part mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. You DLC is for things that are created afterward. That's why it's downloadable. That's why it doesn't exist on the disc. Right. And that's Makes the sense. difference. Yeah. So it's it, these are all like cop out yeah. excuses that don't make sense to me. I, I don't agree. know. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't I think just, it's gonna stop though. No, so. no. No. I just have to continue ranting on it because it keeps pissing me off. Yeah. Um one other story, Brian. I know you're a community fan. Have you heard yes. of the Chevy Chase controversy that's going yes, on right I have. now? <laughs> I have the audio from it, and I'm curious to get your reaction after we take a listen to this. And if you want to chime in while it's going, let me know. It's roughly uh, three minutes or so. But Chevy Chase, for people who don't know, yeah. he's a he's on the show community, yeah. and he recently called the creator of the show Dan Harmon, yeah, and basically ripped him a new one and ripped the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. Well, it, it's <laughs> it <laughs> isn't like it isn't because that. well, yeah, but. It's. I'm sure for fans of Community, it's a little disappointing to hear yeah. that one of the biggest names on the show hates oh. it now. But here you go. Hi, Dan. It's Chevy. Um, Chevy. Chevy Chase. Um, I've looked at now three shows in a row. That's last week and a couple this week. Uh, I've watched more than that, but uh, the point I want to make is this. There's a disconnect somewhere, either between the what is actually shot and uh, the the uh, the humor on the set when we shoot it, and the final product, the editing. I don't know who's doing the editing and making the choices that count the most, but I will say this. Uh, the other part of the disconnect is that obviously you don't get my humor at all. That's true. Um, or what it is I do that's funny, that actually makes people laugh. I, I do agree You've with got that. got two choices. One is storyline. The other is, uh, you know, like everybody gives a about the story when they don't even know who the characters are. Or there's make people laugh. Now, you know what I do, and I don't appreciate, uh, you know, like a great joke like uh, the cast being ripped off my, you know, and and pointing out all the funny things that are on in my cast that I've tried to scratch my, and it's just cut. It's just cut out. There's just one line about some kind of a a thing I eat uh, that was in my cast. When you had big laughs. That's just physical. I'm just talking about laughing. Again, tonight, I'm looking at two... So I'm, I'm doing in that place uh, on a wheelchair. It's cut down, 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 down. So that what? 
so that people can follow the storyline between Joel and and, and Gillian uh, and uh, and love affairs and kissing. Come on, man, you're missing the point. I mean, I really this is not my kind of comedy. I thought you hired me for what I can do that's funny. You got to give me some range, and then you don't have some editor with no sense of humor. Jesus. No sense. No sense of me cutting things down to the point where I just look like I don't like it. And, if, you know, I should have had this talk to you face to face, but I didn't want to because I really like you. I think your writing is great. I think everything you do is great. But the problem really is, Dan, you're not there when, they, when we shoot. And you're not there when they edit. So you don't even know what you have. You don't even know what it is I'm doing. And if you want me on this show again, I got news for you. I don't want it. It's a, just a mediocre sitcom. I want people to laugh. And this isn't funny. And it ain't funny to me because I'm 67 years old and I've been doing this a long time and I've been making a lot of people laugh a lot better than this. So yeah. Oh, I don't know. There you have it. Make some good um, points. Unpro- unprofessional. Uh, he's been known to be a fucking dick since you know day <laughs> one of you know back in the days of Saturday Night Live. So it honestly doesn't surprise me. And he obviously was quite drunk under. He uh, issued an apology. The, oh, did he? I haven't seen that. He issued an apology claiming that uh, he should have you know said these things in a private manner and that he is still glad to be part of the show and aka he's I'm I'm curious what about like I don't know the the full scenario around this like why is there a recording of this that exists um and why was this not private basically the creator actually thought it was funny and was doing um he was at a stand up show and he decided to play it he's like this is what I got on my voicemail to and he just played it like that's so much it didn't bother him and Oh so that I was guess- just a message that wasn't a yeah, conversation. it wasn't sent out publicly. And um, the thing is with Chevy, he's uh, he's been everyone who's worked with him has said he's kind of got his own vision and he's kind of out there. And you know, I respect what he's done, but I think that was you know you know whatever. He, he's 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 part of an ensemble cast, and he mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess from whatever other stories I've heard is that he wants it to be all centered around him, and you know whatever that's neither here nor there but the, uh, he was obviously completely uh, n- not in his right mind when he did that anyways obviously they get i guess what they were saying was uh, he had drank quite a bit yeah. before he oh, right. left that message so it was just so, a drunken message yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> drunk it, dial from Chevy yeah. Chase but the, it didn't have to get it that's what's so weird today if you don't you can't even you can't say anything online or you can't yeah. leave no, a message out, yeah. you can't well, send like, the a thing is it's not anymore. like Chevy shared this no. no. So he wasn't the one that made it public. Right. No. It's just, I don't know. That's But sucks. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I mean, the creator found it hilarious. He was playing it at a, you know, he didn't really like, I guess they're like used to Chevy acting like this. So it's not like a, but again, he's, he's, like I said, there's been many stories of, you know, movie, uh, ca- people who worked for the movies and stuff that just said he's kind of a prick. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it comes with the territory and most good comedians are pricks anyway. So, you know, it depends where you're, you know, I, I think he was overreacting to certain things because he was obviously under the influence of stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, whatever he has, his, it's free. He can, you know, everyone has their own opinion. He can say what he wants, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I just thought it was funny. Like yeah. two days later, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, I, what I've read uh, in follow up, I never saw the apology, but I did see that people are speculating with if community comes back, because I guess it's hurting in the mm-hmm. ratings that Chevy has no interest in really returning. I don't know no, if he addressed they, that in the apology. Yeah, no, they said in the apology that he's he's it's a pleasure to work on the show and that you expect that they they expect him to be and they, there was a, like a press release saying that you know they, they they basically covered their bases. He may or may not be back, but they're trying to make it sound like it was nothing. That he apologized. Yeah, and, yeah. Is it really going through another ratings like hit? That's what I had read. Um, it actually, when it came back, it actually did really, really, really well when it came back in March. Yep. I don't know what it is recently. Maybe it's going, but I mean, it's in, it's in a hard time slot. It's in the eight o'clock Thursday time slot. So. Oh yeah. But I guess NBC from every wait on NBC purposes, Thursday at eight. Uh, yes. That's kind of gold, isn't it? That's the NBC Thursday gold. night you're comedy block against Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'm not. I mean, as much as right. I just remember the NBC Thursday Night Comedy Block. That was always a big deal. Yeah, it, and I mean, at the t- back in the day, it was. But now it's like you know, obviously CBS is the uh, you know the leader in in in, in uh, you know comedies and dramas and everything. So it's sort of like they're in a they're in a tough spot. But I mean, the ratings are said supposedly are good enough. They're in line with Thirty Rocks, and you know that they're gonna supposedly every for all sorts of purposes it will be back. But there's no like 100 percent guarantee, so we'll see. We'll find out in a couple of weeks when they oh, now okay. that stuff. All righty. Mm. Well, we need to wrap things up. Yes, we because we're we're about that time. So, uh, final <laughs> thoughts or something you want to plug, Mike Volpe? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, finally on Twitter, even though I said I'd never do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing it for the porn. No, you're not. You lie. No, I'm not. You're gonna have so much fun on Twitter. I really don't. I can't. I just see people having conversations with each other and then retweeting stuff. I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are doing. Twitter. Yeah, but uh, I don't even know what my thing is. It's at uh, SBV Sups S U P P S. Yeah. We've tweeted it out from the Geek yeah. Generation. We will again. Yeah. And now I have something to link your name to. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the Facebook. Oh, one yeah. Too. I think I linked that already. But. That's it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, B-Rye. I got a lot of plugs to go. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, uh, I got to find me on, back. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Xander Harris. Uh, you can listen. If you like hearing me talk about wrestling, you can hear me on the Pro Wrestling Noise uh, webcast uh, at deliberatenoise.com slash wrestling. If you like to hear me talk about movies, you can hear me on Isle of the Damned at movienoise.com slash Isle. I, I thought you said you had a lot. Oh, I got oh, not a lot, right. but <laughs> that was a lot. Bazinga. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then go to the geekgeneration.com. Uh, while you are there, please rate the show and write a review on iTunes. So I guess you're not really there anymore. You've now moved over to iTunes. But uh, do that for us because we like it. And you like us, I hope. So go do that for us. Please. Word conversation moving on. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future show, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site is also on our site. We will see you guys next week for episode, episode 80. <laughs> so excited. Make it so.
A E I O U. Wow. Yay. Gee. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you win the prize. <laughs>